It's Honey, You're Ruining Our Kid, the parenting podcast from the Irishman Abroad Podcast Network with me, Jarnath Regan, the comedian, not the brains of the operation. <laughs> Tina is, of course, the brains of the operation. I never call myself that. 20 years working with children with severe behavioural issues, qualified in every aspect of this thing. From teaching kids how to toilet train, from getting your kids to stay in their own freaking beds, Tina has done the lot and has the qualifications on the wall hanging behind her to prove it. Tina, thank you so much, first of all, for doing our podcast, for creating this idea, for coming up with Honey, You're Ruining Our Kid in the first place. We piloted this when everyone was locked down. Yeah. In, and Tina couldn't go into school because of her own health issues. Yeah. They had gone back and she had to stay out. And that and didn't cause any resentment No at problem all. at all. That no Jesus, none of the teachers held it against that you. I had didn't, didn't fade yeah, away. Yeah, people didn't uh, start asking me, oh. but you don't look sick. <laughs> that didn't happen. But what I it's love about good. it is she walked in the door to me with this podcast idea and ever since you guys have been flooding yeah. the so inbox. It, it has been on go loud and to the public for a year, but we did it privately on yeah. Patreon for a little bit of a year too. So now, yeah, if you're listening year. on Patreon, you'll already know this. You can get access to those six bonus episodes over on Patreon for the price of a pint each month. Get access to hundreds and hundreds of hours of bonus content, our full archive of stuff and double size episodes of most of our weekly stuff, an extra large episode of Honey, You're Ruining Our Kid. Yeah, and I love it's making value. this podcast. School value, lads. School value. School yeah. value. And we're there's currently... no obligation. You can cancel any time you like. Uh, <laughs> we're currently sitting in our freezing office. Freezing. We always forget how cold our office is in the winter. Well, I just forget. Like, I we're think wearing an electric... We're sharing an electric blanket. A blanket. It's one of the... I bet every single man listening to this has something that he has in the house that his wife was dead set against him buying. <laughs> Do not bring that in the house. The electric yeah. snuggle blanket was one, surprisingly, yeah. that Tina was like, ugh, oh my gosh, yeah. old I was, people. I was like, ooh, we're not that old. We're not complaining Honestly, now. today I am very grateful it's for the, the blanket. It's the best Because we are frozen. It's freezing. I think you forget every year how stressful Christmas hmm. is. We're going to talk a little bit to start things off. Before we get to our amazing questions, we do have three Incredible questions, yeah. as Emails always. Emails have been bloody brilliant. Yeah, Thank you we're going to get through all three of those questions. What do they cover? Give us a forward sell there, Tina. I always panic immediately. I'm like, what do they cover? <laughs> well, we've got a, uh, a dad who's trying to cope with a child who's addicted to his phone and gaming. A very rare problem. Yeah, yeah we've got, come on, Tina, Tina, Tina. The Tina. kid that uh, won't kid. stop asking why. Yes, we do. <laughs> I love that and one. That's very good remembering there. And we've also got a mom who cannot get their kid to lie down to get their nappy changed. I mean, it's all so cute. all coming home to roost mm. at Christmas time. As we mentioned last week, you probably feel the tsunami on the horizon because you haven't had this amount of time at home with your kids. Tina's here to help. Keep those emails coming in. We're obviously going to put up an episode next week. Uh, there might be that might be the last one before yeah, Christmas. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited for her holidays uh, because this uh, this podcast is a lot more stressful for her than me. No. I read out the answers. Well, I never stop so, answering the email. Yeah, so, so the email's fair. always open. Honey, you, you are ruining our kid at gmail.com is the way to get in touch. Tina, how do you think a parent whose kid is asking for the sun, moon, and stars mm. preps them for the idea that that's probably not going to happen this year 
Well, you never need to get that honest. You just have to lead it in what a certain mean? way. Well, you don't have to say that's, that's not happening. Happen. Yeah. yeah, even though that's the eighties method yeah, of yeah. doing it. In the well, same way as in the eighties, if you had mental health issues, they said snap out of it. Yeah, yeah. If you wanted something, I remember I wanted this particular football thing. It was like New Age Subutio, where the men moved up and down. If anybody can remember this, moved up and down and they spun around. Oh my god, I wanted this thing so bad, and I was just told. About it out of your mind. Yeah, you don't have to do that. I mean, why do that? What I always say is let allow your child to write their letter. Mm. Let them ask for whatever they want. Right. But be sure to tell them you got to add in the surprise because Santa actually knows you better than you know yourself. And he will pick something that maybe is off your list or maybe he just knows better. The surprise is you're not getting what you want. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just it's just leading them to think that Santa's so thoughtful. He actually knows what I want more than I do. And you need to say, like, Christmas letters shouldn't be more than two things. This was a lot easier to do, though, when kids couldn't Google specifically what they want. Like there's we've all become so specific in our needs once yeah. our desires our sexual kinks <laughs> we've become so specific yeah. so have kids that like your kid is into football he asks for Sabutio and a surprise if you couldn't afford Sabutio you could find something mm. in the ballpark that he didn't even know existed but they know everything that exists and they know specifically this is the one You've not got me the yeah, right but you one. Have to Maybe lead. we're talking about a different time here. I No, I definitely think you forget how much power you have as a parent in terms of leading. Right. They will follow your lead. On you, all stuff. On all stuff. If you explain to your child how magic Santa is, mm. and I always say, go back to the story of how St. Nicholas first arrived on the scene. Remind me of that. Just a beautiful man who lived in a village who loved children so much and couldn't have any with his own wife. So they started this tradition of going around on Jesus's birthday and giving little presents to the children in the village which is just gorgeous mm. and then he becomes a saint and Santa is made magic and now Santa exists and it's also obviously the spirit of Santa exists mm. and we yeah. all try and take it on but when you, did he start driving a truck full of coke <laughs> you know Santa has to do what Santa has to do <laughs> he had to sign those corporate <laughs> yeah. deals because Coca-Cola obviously turned him yeah. into the man we know now, the red and no, white. No, that's that not was true. Him, right? That is the night before Christmas. Uh, who wrote that? Charles Dickens? Was it? The so. poem? Oh, you mean Clement Clark Moore. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't cut out 10 minutes of us Googling who the fuck yeah. wrote that. I can't believe that wasn't on the tip of my tongue. Because well, I've never heard that name in my life. You told me when I read it. We read that. Yeah, but every- you don't know the name of the fella. Do you, I've been reading it in my classroom for. Okay, I'm not all, doubting that you read it, but who the fuck knows who yeah, Clement but Clark is? You don't Moore understand is. how an earlier teacher introduces books. It's always the name and the author. So you're always like, look at Yeah, me. well, then that is unforgivable. Yeah, it is. I, I don't know, though, about uh, this question has come across our bows a bunch of times, mm. right? Prepping kids for lowering their expectations and how, you know, you're saying you can lead it. I, I just don't know sometimes if. Uh, well, you've got a massive problem on your hands if you can't say to your children that, first of all, isn't an Xbox it is too amazing much. that somebody goes out of their way 
at Christmas time to make sure there's a Christmas present left in your house for you. And whatever that is, you need to be grateful for it because it's a surprise present. Yeah. They don't get to, you do, you yeah. cannot allow a situation where your kids are ordering their Christmas presents. That's T-ball. not okay. T-ball. I take it on board. Yeah, right. T-ball. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I, I want to say my heart goes out to loads of these folks hmm. because we're dealing with some of the rudest kids that have ever come down the stairs. I don't know about that. I really don't like when people say that because I, I've been around kids what? a lot and kids are oh, kids huh? are so much more easily. Um, what's the word? Reached. Yeah. No, what is the thing? What? My friend always said easily that my what? expectations were low. Easily pleased. Today? No, they are. Nowadays. Children are. They easily are, pleased. Nowadays. Ha- look, if you put in the effort, if there is presence at the end of their bed. They're look, happier. unless you've really, really spoiled your children, mm. they're going to be grateful for what they get. Mm. And you just lead it in the letter writing. You just say a few things like, OK, we're writing our letter. It's so exciting. You know, sometimes Santa likes a little bit of a nudge in the right direction. But honestly, it's really important you write down surprise because we have to be grateful for whatever he brings. So I have had interactions with one particular parent who became massively disillusioned at Christmas. Yes. That they were like, mm. uh, I thought I had good kids. Turns out they're not happy with anything, that they went all out and they probably were f- guilty of falling yeah. into that trap of, I'm going to give them the Christmas I never had. Yeah. Then you get three Christmases in and they're like, uh, this is normal. Yes, uh, but what I have to say here, and sorry to interrupt you, is, and this is a warning I'm going to do some real daddy Nanolog talk here mm. is if you're going to pursue having daddy Nanolog in your father house, Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to go out of your way and do a load of things to make it extra special. Yeah. You cannot be upset if your kids don't thank you for that because yeah, they don't yeah. think it's you doing, doing it. it. Yeah. So at Christmas, it's not just managing your kids' expectations. you got to manage your own. Mm. Because what are you doing it for? If it's so your kids think you're the great lad, <laughs> that's not okay <laughs> Who's either. this for? Yeah, who is it it's for? It's a very important question mm. that we all need to ask yeah. when we're spinning our nie- nieces and nephews over their heads. Also, yes, you're going to lose your kids this Christmas. It's just inevitable. Yeah. Keys to the city, we used to call yeah. it. They're going to be lost for a few days because some of them are going to have been really tricky, terrible people and Santa's still came. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is it. So they're going to be thinking. Didn't our son say that to us? I don't think I was that good this year. Yeah. Yeah. We still did really well. Yeah. We had that one Christmas where he was like, I didn't even think I was that good. And we were like, (laughs) oh, well, you know, Santa thought you were a great lad. And uh, no, you have to be very careful because... It is about managing your own expectations. It's about managing theirs. It's also realizing, of course, they're going to go off the fucking reservation. Yeah. I mean, it's magic. Yeah. Um, And if you're going to pursue the magic, you have to live with the consequence of the magic, you know? True enough. True enough. That's why there's wine and trifle. (laughs) Wine and trifle. (laughs) Laced with sherry. Yeah. Uh, Tons and tons to get through this week. It won't be the last bit of Christmas talk that we do, so be warned. That's coming up later on in the show. Uh, I'm going to try and suss out off Tina what what her expectation level is 
from me. Hi. <laughs> she didn't even <laughs> let me finish the sentence. Question number one. Hi, Tina and Jar. I love the podcast and tune in every single week. I love the range of questions you deal with and how you handle them, Tina. Not Jar again. Just leave me out of this. <laughs> Speaking from both professional and personal experience with a bit of comedy thrown in. Thank you for that. Fantastic. She didn't say me there. She's probably still referring to you. Fantastic stuff. Anyway, I have a wonderfully independent and feisty 15 year month month old daughter. Oh, my favorite. She doesn't like lying on her back for long, whether it's on the bed, on the floor, in the pool, etc. Especially not when I'm trying to change her nappy, her diaper. She screams and fights us every step of the way, hoisting her hips up and doing everything she can to turn over and stand up. So kind of doing like a, a mm. yoga kind of wheel pose, getting I fully mean, arched we back. We do see that a lot, but it is unusual now. Like I have gotten back to this moment, but it's the first time when you've read it out that I realized it's not just when she's lying it's down everywhere. very nappy. It doesn't everywhere. like being on her back. Sometimes I relent and change her standing up yeah. if it's only a wet nappy. But I can't manage a poopy nappy unless she lies down. Yeah. In fairness, anyone that has attempted a stand up poopy nappy change Every early only years. does that once. No, no. That happens always what? in early years. What do you mean that happens? You're changing kids standing up. With poop in their yes. nappies. And is it possible? It's is possible, it doable? but it's it's obviously easier when the kids mm. will just lie down. But when they're in early years, they're so busy that you're they just They should like, do that on Ireland's Fittish family. <laughs> they should have to, because honestly, it's crazy. It's really hard. We've tried putting a mobile above her changing table. I don't know. For a moment there, I thought she meant a mobile phone. <laughs> <laughs> that would be such a bad idea. Uh, giving her... Pretend phone. Really? Giving yeah. her toys to play with. Sing the song. Sounds like this woman's doing everything you possibly yeah, can do. Blowing doing. bubbles on her tummy. And sometimes... Something works to camera, but we can't find any pattern in it. I tell her that I'm going to change her nappy and then we can go back to what she was doing before. Mm. Still, she goes and nuts. <laughs> nuts is the expression <laughs> used as soon as she sees the changing table. So like a dog going to the vet. Yeah. Sees the sign. I'm out of here. We're at our wits and we're at our wets end. <laughs> we understand she's doing the same thing at daycare it's tough because we change her nappy multiple times a day and it's the same every single time really i've come to dread changing her nappy mm. it doesn't help that she's prone to diaper rash that is no joke so i need to change her more often mm. to avoid the flare-up now we've all been there oh yeah that is zero You're crack. still getting diaper rash. <laughs> That's unprofessional to mention that on the podcast. All the advice you can give is welcome. Thank you so much in advance. Anonymous. Okay, so first of all, I love feisty little girls. You know that. They're my heroes. Yeah. But obviously, you know, the mom needs to be able to change her nappy. And this is really tough. And one of the things I think people forget when they've got little children who seem like they're, you know, above and beyond. Yeah. Comprehension is there. They're telling them they're going to change their nappy, but you're still only talking to a little tiny, tiny baby. So really what they need is a visual aid. 
And what I suggested this mom is that either she does a now and next board where she has a picture of the nappy and a picture of a hug. A 15 month old will understand this. Correct? Oh, my goodness. If you're going to work with tiny children, pictures all the way. Okay. They need visual aids or sign. Gotcha. Either go with this ha- sign language or visual aids. Right. It's super So important. nappy, hug. Nappy, hug. So picture you guys in an embrace. Yeah. Or or you're going to go for a visual timetable of the actual process that is put up beside her on the nappy changing table. Uh, so you will show her, first we're going to change a nappy, then we're going to have a hook, right? And then you bring her to the table and then there's like nappy, a uh, picture of a nappy, picture of like powder, picture of like... Um, the new nappy picture of like the hook, uh, you know, whatever stages you have with your nappy changing thing. Okay, and as yeah, you do yeah. them, you take them off. You're right. like, now we've done this. Now we've done this. You know, this is finished. Now we do this. And now big hug. Yay, you got your new nappy on. Well, off you go. So you've seen this work. Oh, of course. Because what we forget every single time with tiny children is they don't know how long. They don't no know concept what it means. Of time. They don't know. That's why buying them watches for Christmas <laughs> is a waste of time. Yeah, but they really don't know. So I love that she's coming in with the warning. Right. That's imperative. Is that the right word? Yeah. And then come in with the now and next board. Be like, now we're going to change your nappy. Then we're going to have a hook or a treat. Whatever it takes at the start. Phase it back then. Gotcha. Then have the visual timetable of the nappy and go through with them. Do not let them remove the thing. You have to keep in control of that. You're the one in power. So you'll be like, now we've t- this is your nappy. Let's take off the picture of your nappy. This is the powder. Let's take off the picture of your redder. And it, it's like a process. It's this quite sounds relaxing. quite chaotic, right? It's not chaotic. No, uh, not what you're describing. Oh, Easy Sorry. now. <laughs> Sorry. Easy, Black Stallion. <laughs> what she's describing yeah, is so like well. a UFC match uh, with a toddler who is squirming. Yeah, but it obviously is And you're is expecting her to go, hey, the, like, but you, I'm not trying to trip you up, Tina. Mm. I'm saying to you, reassure the parent that's saying what I'm saying. Yeah. Reassure them. How... Am I going to get them to focus in on this thing when, as she says, the kid sees the changing mat yeah. and is like, I'm out. Well, first of all, now they have a role in it. You know, okay. they can also see the beginning, middle and end. Right. They're a they stakeholder. They know it's not going to be forever. And they see the map. Yeah. I would still suggest that during this whole process, you do like the belly bubble lows and the, right. the singing. And but make you it introduce fun. it prior to needing to change the nappy. No. You God, tell them no. about it before. No. No, never. You have to be so careful about but giving your kid never? power. But what I'm saying is, surely you would tell them the next time you need to change your nappy, this is what's going to happen. No, you wouldn't do that. Because what you have to do is lead it. You go, you're going to show, first of all, you're going to give the warning. Then you're going to show them the now and next part. You're going to go, now it's time to change your nappy. Then you're going to have a sweet or a biscuit or something. Phase it out till it becomes a hug. Yeah. always end this process with a hug. Right. Then you're going to bring them up to the nappy and you're bored and you're going to be like, oh my God, what is this? Look, it's all the stages of the nappy changing. Look, what do we do first? Okay, it's time to take your nappy off. Now I've taken your nappy off, I'm going to take the picture off. The kid is going to be like, oh, brilliant. Like they love this shit. 
They right. love it. And that, and that board doesn't need to be like a work of art. No. If you can draw, incredible. If you've got a Polaroid, even better. Or you can just print them off the internet. Do you know what just happened to me there as you were describing this? What? My uh, olfactory memory punched me in the nose with the smell of these nappies <laughs> while you were doing it i got the stench in my no in my nostrils and i remembered how much that was part of your life yeah and when a kid is wriggling mm. and there's actual plops skying everywhere and your your hand goes in at yeah and i can totally see why she's emailing the podcast going can you so, yeah, but it's so you've mailed this woman. Tell me this has worked out. Oh well, I don't know if it's worked out yet. Right. but I've so seen this. Work. So this was your suggestion number one. Yeah, my suggestion. And let me ask you this: one. Was one of the suggestions tie him down? Yes, but, <laughs> but not in an actual restrictive way. Yeah, not like one flow uh, over the cookies. I looked mat. up, and there's actually a a table changing mat called a wriggler. The wriggler. Where. You pop your child down and these kind of cushiony straps come out that hold them in a heavy kind of place. Okay. And they Uh, like it. Look, I'm not, I wouldn't want to use them myself, Mm. but I do understand that certain times if there is a safe Mm. option like this out there, I don't like restricting kids ever. Yeah, but if your kid actually has a difficulty of some sort, maybe that's who these are for. And when they're this small... Their safety is a concern. Would you be worried at all about this? Well, I worry a tiny bit when I I realise that it's not just when they're getting changed. It's also when they're swimming, when they're this. Because we're all inclined to go to maybe there's something bigger wrong. Oh, I don't think there's something bigger wrong, but I don't think there's any harm in this mom requesting a visit with an OT an occupational therapist or just bringing them to a doctor because there's something uncomfortable there like Mm. the child is not just acting like that there's something happening Mm. if it's happening at the swimming pool it's happening lying down and what's the harm in getting an opinion on that yeah but my so let's widen the lens before we close off this yeah well you didn't ask me what the third option i gave was the third option i said well toilet trainer i love it (laughs) I love it. And the mom was so receptive to that. Yeah. Because she was like, this little girl is pretty with it. Like, yeah. When you and told me that this was. if the nappies aren't working out, I mean, lots of people toilet train before the age of one. And here's the other thing. And this kid's one, nearly this, one and a half. This kid may go, if you go, okay, you don't like that. Here's the other option. Yeah. They may go, actually change my nappy. No, you know, <laughs> you know how I feel about this. If you start toilet training, it's over. you cannot yeah, yeah. go back. It's not a A or B. But I just thought it was worthwhile for the mom to be like, and also you can just get rid of the nappies. We're also talking to guys, listeners out there. I, I guess you could have put this together, but Tina as a child <laughs> was the most ferociously independent young woman. Yeah. From the time she could walk. Every uh, story I get about this amazing lady who is the center of this podcast is that uh, she wanted to do it on her own. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I have seen it once. That's enough. I will now do it and I will walk myself to school afterwards. You know that because of those stories, that is why I'm so protective of the little girl spirit. You are. Because I worry that there's along the way. 
it gets, it gets punched out of you. Out of little girls. It does. Like I was I always a think feisty about, yeah. little girl. And I always think about that kid that walked into that room behind that guy who was trying to speak to BBC News. Yeah. She walked into the room with that big swagger. You go, where did that swagger mm. go? And you just, if this kid is this way, well, yeah. maybe you need to go, right, young lady, you're clearly too big for this. Yeah, well, 15 month old is not. Not old too for young. Body training, you right. know. But well, like, I can't wait to come back to this. Yeah, we'll definitely well, I hope come she gets I back hope, to it. I can't but wait when to you hear bring that up, out. it does bring me back to like for years, my mom called me Miss Piggy as an insult, but I never knew it was an insulting thing to be called. Because <laughs> like, to me, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm Miss Piggy. Yeah. <laughs> Miss yeah. Piggy's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, I've never been addicted to a computer game of any sort. That's not true. What? When you lived with Anto. When I lived uh, with a fella called Anto in yes, university, what game was I addicted to? Uh, I don't know. Multiple ones. A lot. You seem to be all you did. Uh, I loved playing golf on the PlayStation at that time. Yeah. And, and Tekken. Tekken. And then what was that game? The tennis game that was in the student centre? Oh, Virtua Tennis. That was a good one. Yeah. But you had to pay to play that. You couldn't be addicted to that. You just couldn't <laughs> afford to. Yeah. I, I was actually reminiscing on that with Mikey, who's 13 now, that like the amount of money that people spent in video games, arcades, mm. when now all games are free, essentially on your phone. Because I think I was saying that to you last week, that we kind of were addicted to screens when we were yeah. kids, except we had yeah. to pay for them. Yeah. Th- and that and that provided the impediment Yeah, that like you couldn't be on it all day. You just couldn't. Afford no, to. But our parents were putting us on screens when we were in pubs. Sending us to the arcade. Sending us to the Pac-Man machine. Yeah, I definitely wasn't. Se- I, sent, I was sent down there to watch. <laughs> I, was not, <laughs> I was not getting a go. Operation Wolf was the one that stood out. The one with a bloody M16 machine gun on it. I was absolutely obsessed with that one. Shoot and shoot and shoot. And, and uh, <laughs> our next question comes from... A parent is really worried about this very subject yeah. and the impact it's having on their kid. Tina and Jar love the podcast, even though many of the topics aren't relevant to my family. It comforts me to know I'm not alone in the struggles of parenthood. That's the center of the podcast. Yeah, it really is. Got and it. Can't you just tell this guy's American? Yeah. Because he's just so lovely. <laughs> yeah, like that's a really nice thing to say because yeah. that is the centre of it that whatever you're going through here. Yeah. Tina's seen it. Yeah. And also we're all in it together. All we're of us. all raising Absolutely. these kids. I am a dad of two kids, eleven year old, eight year old, both oh, I have an eleven year old daughter and an eight year old son. We live near Chicago. My wife, Tina, got it. Mm. <laughs> you knew. And well, my wife, my time. wife and I both work at home. And oftentimes we find ourselves using video games and screens to give our son something to do during the day. His sister is much more self-sufficient. We have apps that limit screen time on the TV and my son's Nintendo Switch. However, since there is a specific game that he plays through the Apple App Store, my wife routinely allows him to use her phone to play games as well. Mm. The problem rears its ugly head when he refuses to give my wife her phone back. Yeah, Holy I know, shit right? balls. No, mom, you're not having your phone back. Unbelievable. I mean, That's this guy's got moxie anyway. Yeah. 
uh, when she needs it, he also silences the ringer. Oh, <laughs> That's super cheeky. Oh, oh, silences the ringer and then ignores calls and texts that are coming in for <laughs> Like I mean, that's a lot of mean, disrespect. That is very funny though, that he thinks his games are more important <laughs> than her job. I know. I'm sorry for laughing. That's just such hilariously out of order behavior. In in like an instant, that is exactly the problem with all of our kids at the moment. Mm. There's two in their own world. Your mom has extended a kindness to you. Yeah. Respect her for that. Yes. You know, it's so But tough. it's my world and we're all living in it. It's my world and we're all living this in it. This drives me crazy, this dad says. However, she often either feels bad when he gets bored or simply needs him to leave her alone. He's very clingy to her, right? So there's a couple of things yeah. emerging as this email goes on. Unfortunately, since she has a much more flexible work schedule than I do, we often default to her being around when the kids get home from school, etc. He is almost impossible to get through to while playing. Now, that's not uncommon. No. That's not, like you might think, God, my kids zones out when they're on their thing. That's really common. It's really it's, common and terrifying. Actually. Yeah, but it's can be. I was the same way with TV. You're the same way when we chat. <laughs> well, that's because I'm thinking of a better life. <gasps> oh, too, <laughs> too far, Charlotte. That's super, That's like I felt the same level of upsetment there when <laughs> one day I I have a habit of plaiting my hair and trying to do a French made plait that goes all around my head. And one day I thought I'd done a great job and Jar came into the room and he was like, Tina, you asked, no, no, I said, I how not. does my hair look? And you said, it's a hot mess. I did say the words hot mess. <laughs> I but have not you been said, able to let it go. But just to be clear, every lads, day I think, I wonder we'll get back to the mess. email in a minute, but I'm not dumb enough to know that you, 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 I'm not dumb enough not to know that you don't volunteer criticism of your but wife. But you said it's a if hot she's, mess. You were saying, I think I balls this up. Tell me honestly, how does it look at the back? And I said, I'll be honest, it's a hot mess. <laughs> Tina can't forget it. I can't forget it. Even the other day I was at the doctors and they were like, how are you feeling? And I was like, my husband said my hair is a hot mess. <laughs> Back to this guy, right? I would not fantasizing about a better life. I just tend to zone out. I do tend to get lost in thoughts about the amazing jokes in my new show, Your Man, which is touring the world at the moment. The death spiral begins when my son gets angry, oh. when screens aren't available. Right. And this is where we take a hard right turn yeah. into the big issue of all of this. We're talking full-blown toddler tantrums from an eight-year-old. Yeah. Physically hitting me, threatening his own life. Oh, that's terrifying. And finding tools to threaten us with. I'm glad we stopped laughing at this point because yeah. it's no longer oh, a silly gaming issue. I'm not concerned that he will hurt us or himself yet. But it is quite embarrassing when it happens around family or friends or in public places. This leads to me being angry with my wife for perpetuating the problem and embarrassed with my own ability as a parent. My wife and I have actually been to couples therapy, but we continue to fall back into the same bad habits despite knowing the damage they cause. Even if you are unable to provide advice, 
I want to thank you for giving me somewhere to get this off my chest. Wouldn't I kill you? Happy Tuesday. Have a great week from this anonymous dad just outside Chicago. That killed me, that line, because I was like, I get that. I mean, how many listeners have we bumped into on the street who've been like, I wrote the email, but I never sent it. But just writing it was enough. That helped. Yeah. And there's so much here. There's so much. First of all, it's really important to stress that this mom needs to know you are extending a kindness to your child every time you give him that phone and he should respect that. So what does that child need? He needs a warning. He needs rules. He needs to know mommy's giving you the phone, but I'm going to need it back. I will give you a warning of when it's going to be needed back. Five minute warning and then you're to give it to me. And if you don't, you do not get my phone. Right. So you're going from the top of the tip of the iceberg here, Mm. Tina, right? You're saying, right, we change nothing else. Yeah. Yeah, and there and I, w- I personally would recommend house. changing something else. I'll yeah. say that in a minute. Okay. The respect element yeah. is something that everybody listening to this can get something from. Yeah. You've taught me this, that our kids need to get when a kind thing is done for them. Yeah. It's not now an entitlement. No, it's not an entitlement. And you need to appreciate that your mother is trusting you, extending kindness to you. But that is her phone, her property, and she needs it back. And when she needs it back, mm. you give it back. And if mm. you don't, there's a consequence for that. Yeah. Now, the tantrum thing is scary. You're dealing with an eight-year-old who is violently tantruming and also saying things that are quite scary. Deliberately trying to trigger you as yeah. well. Like and working you like a fiddle. my advice to these parents would be, when he's doing that, let him. What? Yeah, well, when he's having a diaper baby tantrum in public, ignore him. Why should you be embarrassed? He's eight years old. Yeah, it's he old enough, be isn't it? Yeah. He should be embarrassed. Yeah, he should be mortified. Stop thinking his behavior is your he's fault. He's on you, yeah. Let him live with the consequence of his behavior. Let him feel what it's like to be looked at by other people. So, like, act like he's not your kid. Don't act like you're not your <laughs> I'm kid. I'm only kidding. But, no, but I'm serious. But I, like, I know so you're many serious. people are so afraid to but, be embarrassed by their kid, but that's his power. Yeah. His power, his power is, is he knows embarrassing he's you. He's embarrassing you. Yeah. So take that away from him. No. Don't give a shit about what he's doing. Okay, right. So that's when it's happening mm. in public. Yeah. Right? Mm. Does that apply at home when he's well, I doing feel one yes. Of these? As long what as What about you, when he's hitting you? But as long as you're so in public and in private. As long as your child is safe, right, you don't have to react or intervene. Now, if he's hitting you, what does that tell you? You need to put yourself into a safe place. You need to take yourself. You need to extract yourself from the situation. There's no reaching him when he's being like that. So just wait. You're going to reflect later. Right. Okay? So that's that's the top down approach, yeah. right? What about the bottom The bottom up is this family needs a family meeting. They need to come together and they need to very clearly put some rules in this house. And the parents need to come to this family meeting with agreed consequences. Also in this family meeting, which, you know, Charlotte, I find the hardest whenever we do family meetings. (laughs) They have to be ready to let their kids talk and not react or interrupt 
to anything their kids can say. You gotta they gonna, take it they're gonna on say the, some crazy it, shit. They're gonna and you gotta <laughs> take it on the chin. And I find that really hard. I mean that's when I get triggered. When I'm like, that's bullshit <laughs> I mean <laughs> I'm not saying that Tina has said that, but I'm I, not saying she hasn't said I've that. never said that's bullshit, but I have been like She has bit into a I have fist. been like what the <laughs> she has looked at me. She said all of those things with yeah. her eyes to me. So I get it's hard. Like, I get it. But if you're going to do a family meeting at all, they'll only become successful if you're willing to let your kids talk, let them spout their baloney. Yeah, about what I should be allowed mm. to do. And also, you got to incorporate one of their rules, just yeah. one of their rules. But do not incorporate consequences from them. That is your angle yeah, on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, this dad's amazing. And yeah, he wants good to on save him. his family. Because also he's, you know, whoever you are, you yeah. can say your name. Um, there's going to be so many people listening to this going, right, finally somebody's mm. mailed a show with my problem. Yeah. I think that if I'm going bottom up, I want to see what you think of this, Tina, because mm. I feel like he's... You know, actively trying to work on the relationship, going to couples therapy. And there's a f- we're in the wild, wild west in terms of our relationship with these games, with our kids, yeah. that we do not as a society in the same way as when the bank card came in and the, you know, the ATM arrived. People didn't know how much distance to give somebody who was using one. Yes, we do not know the correct and appropriate amount of time to allow our kids to game in the week because this technology's not here long enough and enough studies haven't been done. I think that uh, 10 years from now, we will know exactly how long kids are meant to be staying on these things. We actually we'll, do know now. Right. We're just not brave enough. To we're not brave it. enough to do it. But also, I feel like the games companies are being allowed to That's make games where changes need to be that made. are far yeah. too stimulating. And they, the age range that they're directed at is not appropriate. Yeah. So what I'm getting to in a long winded way is I would hem in exactly where gaming occurs. Yeah. I think your wife needs to delete games from the phone. Oh, yeah, I don't think 100% you're... that's off limits for me, her handing over the phone to him and yeah. arriving at that situation. Well, that is a stressed out mom hmm? I who got that. is just trying to figure out. But there is other options. Of course. But here, look, the most important thing I said to this dad was we are living this together. All yeah. of us. Yeah. We are, this is a struggle this for every ongoing, single yeah. parent. It's I mean, dopamine addiction. It is so hard. Like, it is the one thing I fall down on every week because mm-hmm. I'm like, you, your child is irrational when they come off those games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you're like, it. I just hate They're them. addicts. They're addicts and, and I hate it. But why? that's why I'm saying, I'm echoing what Tina said since the very first episode of this show. You kid... No matter what age they are, loves clarity. Yeah, they'll love the rules. If the phone is not an option anymore, that's clarity. Yeah, that is clarity. But I the don't Switch agree. Has I think the he, Nintendo they, app on yeah. the phone, well, he which said allows he's doing you that. to cut off the time. Yeah, I think that you said this before as well. As bad as this is, you do have leverage with your kid now because there is one thing that they absolutely yeah. adore doing. Yeah. And if they really want to do it, 
they will behave yeah, to do it. They will. But also, I do believe that if your child smells fear, if that is why they're <laughs> they sound like serial killers. No, no, no. I've seen it. I've seen yeah, it so no, much. But I know you're right. They, they know will, you're going to be embarrassed. Oh, if they think I'll uh, mortify you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can always tell. You can always tell who those parents are because they're the parents who mm-hmm. won't discipline their kids in public. Yeah. yeah. Do not allow your child to have that power. No, look, if somebody judges your parenting, you got to get to a place in yourself where you're like, that's on them. They have no idea what's happened in my life. And as long as you're not touching your kid in an aggressive manner, as long as you're not screaming in their face, if you're just standing there and waiting for it to be over, you've done nothing wrong. And your back kid yourself. will, yeah, yeah, back yourself and your kid will be mortified and they won't have got to mortify you. And that's not mean. You're not being horrible to your kid. You're just showing them mm. that shit ain't going to fly here. Okay. I love it. Uh, I think that there's an awful lot contained in that. Yeah. And it's not the last gaming question we're going to get no. over the next while. Keep them coming in. Honey, you're running your kid. Gmail.com. What's worked for you? And it is that image, you know, that I always go back to. If you see a mom holding their kid like a rugby ball. Do not judge her. You've no idea how many times she asked them to get up. And I love that. It's the time of the year when kids ask the most awkward questions <laughs> of all. And that's what our third question is. It's uh, it's getting to that time, Tina. It really is the time when the kids love uh, dropping each other in the shit and... Uh, ratting each other out and uh, all sorts of uh, beautiful sibling rivalries emerge. <laughs> it's uh, like, I... It's the most wonderful. It's so wonderful yeah. to only have one child at this time of year <laughs> because, I mean, all hell breaks loose. Like, really, as you come towards this Christmas break, we're all exhausted. You're yeah. just so wrecked. Uh what uh, what over the years has been your life hack for Christmas? Like what what has worked or have you seen work over the years uh, to just keep you from, you know, blowing your top? Like that, that's the thing that well, I think most of us will end up who, doing. Who has that answer? Nobody does because we're all working on it every year. We're like, this Christmas is going to be the one where I don't react to everything my family says. Um. I guess a glass of wine in your hand. <laughs> You're suggesting people drink alcohol. I mean, have you ever been cheese. any more Irish? A glass of wine in one hand, a bit of cheese in the other. <laughs> At least there's happiness in your hands. <laughs> if you can control your environment, you can control what your hands are putting in your mouth. I just recommend a trip away. <laughs> From your family. Just don't want a nice... Break well, you're all about yourself. the toilet seat, aren't you? Yeah. I do think every house has an escape room. Yeah. And it's just, it's not a room to protect you from in home invaders. I do take breaks when I'm in houses that I really, I'm like, I'm struggling here. And just go to the loo. I'm well aware you take breaks because when you take them, I fucking know. <laughs> You've deserted me. 
And I'm like, yeah, because yeah, it's usually my that's house. That's when I'm eating the cheese and drinking on the wine. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm uh, coping on my own. Tina and Jared, <laughs> I love your show so much. I tell everyone I meet about it. So I'm hoping if my friends are listening, they won't know this. It's me. Brilliant. <laughs> opening to an email. <laughs> They've already accused me of being cranky about this problem I'm having with my little one. Our two year old daughter has just learned how to use the word why. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Oh, brilliant. Yeah. No, not so brilliant. No matter what we say, what we're doing or where we are going, every statement is followed by away. <laughs> now, it was cute when she was two years old. When, a two, when she, a two year old, asked, why do people put socks on their feet? But it's escalating quickly and I'm losing my patience. <laughs> I mean, this is exactly why I brought that up before this one. The cuteness can only be so cute and then you lose your patience. Recently, she was acting up when uh, she was acting up when we were out for brunch. And when I told her to stop or try to reason with her, I got a why response back. (laughs) She's only two, but uh, I really need to nip this in the bud. For the sake of everyone in the house. She's an early talker. <laughs> She's hard not to find it funny. He's I so can see cute. why her friends He's are so like, cute. you're being cranky. <laughs> it's because you're not running it 24-7. <laughs> She's an early talker, so I don't want to discourage her, but I can't answer another question. <laughs> like, why is our bin grey? Why is the stone hard? <laughs> I mean, this might be my favourite email of 2023. What do you say to that, T? Oh, look, um, I say, just answer the questions. No. I do. No. I do. What? Yeah. You can't answer, why is the stone hard? You can. You can say, that is an interesting question. I've never thought about that before. Let's go out and get some stones and feel them and figure it out together. You know, I think we had this question a a year or so ago. A similar question? Yeah, and I think your answer was make asking a question like this more hassle than it's worth. I would never (laughs) say that, you big bullshitter. No, you said take an interest in the question. Yeah, take an interest. Let's go find out. Oh, absolutely. Explore the question. Go with it. And what if when you're on the way to Wikipedia to find out why stones are hard, there's three more why questions in there. But like, they're just talking. Right. They don't even know what why means. So they're just talking. You can redirect the conversation all the time. You forget you're in control of this. True enough. And also, it's so short lived. Hmm. Like they will move through the why period and you will miss it. So much. Mm. I know that because I I do. And also, your friends are right. You've got an early talker. Do you know how lucky you are? True. You are so lucky. Some kids never talk or it takes them ages or they'll never, ever become inquisitive. Look, it can be head melting. You are tired, mother. You are so tired, you poor thing. It is awful. You're so tired, you'll never get over the tiredness. I have a 13-year-old boy. I am not over the tiredness I felt. So go easy on yourself. But when they say the whys, 
you can just make shit up too. Make it funny for yourself. <laughs> Remember our friend Jared Christmas? He used to call guacamole. 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 I don't think you can make it up. I know you. You I, can. You I, can make it funny. You make it entertaining, all right. But when you're wrecked tired, you can't do mm. that all the time. It's a I, different I feel for level this, of tired. Mom, because, you know, yeah, like she's, she's agreeing with you. She's saying, yeah, it was cute. Yeah. But then it's like, come on now, you're just trying to wind me up. But a two-year-old is not trying to wind you up. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. No. No? I just... You don't think that our little boy had the capacity to push your buttons that yeah, age? Yeah, but you, why don't you ask your own child some white questions as well? Mm, you know? That's good. You know, like... Flip it back. Why do you think it's hard? Yeah, exactly. Why do you think stones are hard? Go get a stone, feel it, have fun with it. Like, I mean, you're trying to fill your days when they're that age. You really are. And if they're actually inquisitive and soon she's going to be off to Montessori where they will love all those white questions. Yeah. Uh, And also once your kid turns 13, they don't ask you why. They just think you don't know shit. (laughs) (laughs) Really do. Yeah, look, it is worth. I know it's a short answer, but it is worth keeping it in perspective sometimes. I know. Oh, look, my heart is with this woman. I get it. I feel your tiredness. It's hard. Mm. You're exhausted. I think flipping it is good, though. Flip I think it. That's good. Flip yeah. it. What do you think? Yeah. And also just exploring it. Go with it. You've got a really bright mm. child. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Your child's bright. They want they're to curious. learn. They're yeah. curious. And they're two. And she can say things like that. That's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's unbelievable. And it's quite frightening, too. I think people forget that when you've got a tiny little child who's able to talk like that. It's a bit frightening. We've got a ton more stuff for you to enjoy over on Patreon.com this week. Uh, and every week there's a bonus chunk, extra questions, feedback Patreon on previous questions. We open up way too much. It's juicy. It's juicy over on Patreon. And uh, I will tell you, you're going to love the extra stuff this week. Uh, you just go to patreon.com forward slash Irishman Abroad sign up with no obligation cancel anytime you like maybe you only want this episode maybe you only want to hear this week's or the last couple of weeks you can cancel anytime you like I promise though once you head over there you're going to get stuck in and you're going to love it if you're loving these episodes it's how we fund the show it's how the show gets made patreon.com forward slash Irishman Abroad Tina thank you so much thank you Charlotte